Why do you look so blonde? I don't know. It's just my hair's got long. And it's... <laughs> you look like you were in a boy band in the 90s. Uh, do you know what? I used to have like the H haircut. <laughs> Not intentionally. I went to see them a couple of years ago. It was amazing. No, I did as well. They were really good, weren't they? Did you enjoy the Venga Boys before them, though? Yes, I did. Of course Ooh. I did. I didn't know I knew all of the Venga Boys songs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no swearing. We have guests. Hi, Paul. Hiya. Put the kettle on. Welcome to our podcast, Timothy. Put the kettle on. I'm Sarah Cattell, and this is Timothy R. Andrews. Hello, and thank you for joining us. Timothy, put the kettle on is a podcast looking at issues within hospitality, solutions, and inspirational stories from the sector. The podcast is shared on all major platforms: iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify and it's marketed on social media. We're delighted to welcome author, speaker, and events expert, Paul Cook. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Paul, welcome to the show. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, I've been in the event space for a number of years now. I've had a variety of different roles in that time, which has allowed me to, to get a real understanding of the, the depth and the breadth of what goes on in, in events and also in, in hospitality. I write for a number of companies and I also create content for organisations that are putting on virtual and, and hybrid events. And I do some speaking from time to time. We know that you work in the events arena and I'm not even going to say how's your year been because I know it's just been uh, <laughs> nuts like the rest of us. Can you tell us some of the massive and profound effects that the COVID-19 outbreak has had on your industry this year? Yeah, I, I think your words, massive and profound, are, are so, so right. The events industry, which was largely in-person events, when people talk about events, they, they think of people going to, to physical meetings, to go to a venue, to a, a space, to meet and greet and network and eat and do all of those things you do with other people at events. The virus came along and really gave the industry a, a bit of a, a smack in the nose, really. That's the only way to describe it. And then put a stranglehold on it because we weren't able to go out. There were lockdowns going on. And, and basically all, all of that meant that people in hospitality and events weren't able to, to do their jobs anywhere near the degree that they, that they were used to. What happened along the way is that a number of people that were used to putting on uh, events were suddenly thinking about, well, hold on, what do I do? Because... I can't do anything. There is no demand for events. I'm out of a job. And, it, and the profound effect of this has been just how many people are, are currently suffering with anxiety around where the next pay packet is, is likely to come from. And also if, if they're still going to be relevant when in-person events do come back, because virtual events have just taken off, as indeed they had to. But not everybody's been able to move across to that not everybody's been able to to basically upskill quickly or even want to so there's a huge uh, sway of people and this is across the globe this isn't just UK this is everywhere where there are these these issues and because there was lockdown and it went on for a number of months I believe that there are a number of people that believed that as soon as those months were done the summer was done the virus would kind of have less impact there may be lockdowns across the globe would be released a little bit more, but that hasn't been the case. People have still carried on having to 
uh, get by on what they could because events are just not back. And I think some people have got into a scenario where they were dependent as a profession on other sectors of business working. And maybe that was a bit of a fatal flaw for some, because if you are dependent on any other provider, then you're always going to struggle if that provider isn't there. And that provider for a lot of events people and a lot of venues were business sectors being able to hold events and move people around. So, yeah, massive effect. For quite a few years now, you've been an advocate of hybrid events and you're now considered a leading expert in the field when everybody else was closing down whenever I was speaking to you you were getting busier and busier (laughs) just for the benefit of our listeners could you please tell us what virtual events are and what hybrid events are absolutely there is huge confusion around terminology that's used so I break it down into three buckets so the first is in-person events and these are the events where We've been used to these for years. Most people are used to go into a physical location, a venue, a hotel, whatever it happens to be, and go in there for education or networking or socialising, and everybody's used to it. They see each other, they hear each other, they can smell each other if they want. (laughs) They can break bread with each other, they can drink with each other, they can do all of those things. So those are in-person events. Some people call them live. In-person is very much where you're seeing and you're hearing and you are in physical proximity with people. Now, a virtual event has live people, but everybody is uh, either in their office or their home, and everyone's connected, whether that is delegates, whether that is speakers, a virtual host, the crew, uh, sponsors, exhibitors, all of those people are all coming into the event online. It's really that simple and straightforward. Everything is happening online, and there is no physical group around so that's how everybody connects and then the third uh, type of event is a hybrid event and this is a combination event and basically you have uh, an ability of people some people be able to meet in person at a physical location and enjoy an event so they can go to a venue and say right okay we're here we're all in person but attached to that you have virtual delegates that are just connecting via a web link And those virtual delegates are able to uh, enjoy that event as well. And if you're clever, you're going to run a program that works for both, both virtual delegates and for in-person delegates. It doesn't have to be the same program. And that's a big mistake a lot of people make. They think, oh, it's all going to be the same for everybody. No, it doesn't have to be. You can dip in, you can dip out. Uh, It depends on what you want to do. But you do have to basically have two programs running, but there will be some crossover where everybody is embraced for the um, for the same event. If you take something like Formula One, you might decide, okay, I want to go and I want to physically be at Formula One. So you're going to go along to that event and you're going to go and you're going to smell all the fumes of the cars going around and all of that kind of stuff. And you're going to have all the food and the drink and everything else. And you'll be queuing up with other people to Uh, to get your place and to do all of those things. So all the the stuff that goes on around a sporting event, you might be there in person for that. Now, that that very same event is also coming through to people attending virtually. So people watching on their TV, for example, they might be in their own home, they might have pizza in front of them, so they can still have a, a similar experience, but it's different. 
but they're able to get all the commentary, they can go in the pits, they can do all of the stuff that the person who's at the event isn't going to do because it is a different experience. But where they come together is basically when the race is on, because when the race is on, the people in the in person are going to be watching the cars go whizzing by. And also all of the people watching the TV are going to be watching the race going by. So that's when they're all joined up, but they join and they separate. And that's basically what a, what a hybrid event is. That's really interesting because I know that um, one of the things that, that's come out of um, this whole crisis, which has been a positive, is innovation. And when it comes to innovation, both the events and hospitality industries are very, very good at adapting and innovation just comes naturally to, to a lot of us. And you work with students. Can you tell us about what you've seen in students and what their desires are to still move into events as a career? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been working with students now 14 years, something like that. And year in, year out, I just love working with students because you get the vibrancy, you get the new opportunities and the new dreams of everybody coming through. And it's just amazing to see and a real privilege. Right now, it's got to be said, it's a bit tough because not everybody expects to go to university or college and then be separate from other people and maybe having to do their uh, they're learning online but they've been really adaptable and we're having some great discussions so i now do remote virtual lecturing as do most of the other guys that we've got at our university some are doing a hybrid approach where they've got some classes and they're going in with um, safety protocols in place but in terms of appetite in coming into events that still seems to be well up then now that might be because they were already going to do and the plans might have been a couple of years ago in terms of applying but i can't see any kind of um, let up in in opportunities and in fact i'd go a stage further and, and say that there is more opportunities now because of the added benefits that they can get by understanding how to work virtual and digital and all of those kind of things because when in-person events do come back and they will all of this stuff that we're doing now, all of the virtual isn't going to go away. It's going to be there. So it's another thing that they have to put into the, into their kind of toolkit of, of understanding. Uh, and in fact, where we will get to is a stage where uh, students will come through and they won't even, there, there won't be any understanding that an event didn't have any kind of digital component to it. That will just be something that they won't be able to comprehend like not having an internet before it came along. You know, I can remember those days before the internet, but you say that to a student now, they're going to look at you as though you're kind of crazy. But that's where I see things going. And I think there are new roles emerging all the time. Do you have a website? I've got a website and it's, it's basically aimed at students, college, uh, school leavers and new entrants into events. And it's basically called lessonsfromamountain.com. On the site, there are a load of blog posts and it's all about what you can do to get in uh, to the industry to begin with, how you perform at job interviews, all of those kind of things. But also I've been broadening it out now so that there are posts there about the kind of issues that you're going to come across when you are working in, in, the, uh, in the space and some of the things that you need to know. So how do you do a, a site visit? What should you be doing when you go and you're at an exhibition? People forget that events and hospitality really are the social glue between industries and they bring industries together. So I'd be interested to know what 
amazing positive things you've seen with people upskilling and pivoting as well with their careers? Some people have just gone for it. Some people have decided, okay, I need to understand more on the digital front. So I'm going to get myself uh, to a, into a better place. So I'm going to go off, I'm going to take a course, I'm going to sign up for loads of webinars, I'm going to investigate some of these issues and be relevant. And I think for most people, it's been that idea of understanding right now, you may not be relevant in the way that you were a few months ago, but that's no reason not to do these things. In the events space, there's been massive transformations. If you look at, say, the Excel Centre in London and how that was transformed into a Nightingale Hospital, that wasn't just a bunch of people coming in, uh, you know, from uh, from outside and just going, right, OK, we're going to build this hospital. That had to be done in conjunction with the venues and all of the, uh, the, the venue operator and all of the health and safety and everything that goes around that to all work and collaborate together. So those have been um, scale achievements. And I think I was reading only earlier today that it looks as though a number of conference centres are going to be used as places where people can go to get the, um, the vaccinations, where they can get the injections. Some event professionals have just decided, OK, we're going to go out, we're going to get stuck into retail, we're going to help them, maybe with some of the logistics that they're needing to get home deliveries to people. So they've got involved in, in a different way. And there's something called Enter-Coronavirus, and it's a massive global organization where they're calling out for uh, people that can do stuff volunteers advocates all sorts of people that can help with messaging and again that's been another path that some of the event people have gone down some people have got stuck i think it's fair to say some people have got stuck and not been able to see how you could transfer your skills across because i'm in this bubble and this is what i do and this is what i've always done and those are people that are, are really struggling. It's been a whole mixed bag. Then you do have to go through and, and take a real hard look at, at what else you might be able to do. Somebody's interested in hybrid events. Where could they go? Well, I would encourage them, Tim, to come and visit our website, hybrideventcentre.com. Thank you. All right, then. Catch Speak you later. Cheers. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening. Please share, subscribe and like. We look forward to you joining us in the next episode of Timothy, Put the Cattell On, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play and YouTube. Timothy, Put the Cattell On! This July 4th, celebrate the spirit of freedom and comfort with Minky Couture Blankets. Wrap yourself in the softness of luxury Minky fabric as you cozy up under the stars and stripes. Our blankets are designed to ignite your patriotic pride and keep you warm all night long. From backyard barbecues to fireworks in the sky, make every moment memorable with Minky Couture. Indulge in the ultimate comfort and style this Independence Day. Visit us at MinkyCouture.com or your nearest store today and embrace the true essence of July 4th with Minky Couture Blankets. Freedom has never felt so cozy. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. 
We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.